Welcome to the Butts and Seas podcast, episode number 87. We are cranking through these, it feels like. Yes, this is the last one we are doing in bulk before the wedding, but this is going to be coming out. Once we're back and a little more settled, it was a matter of like, all right, do we want to try to cram this in or do we want to just uh, get we it beforehand? We just want to enjoy <laughs> our honeymoon and worry about podcast after we relax a little bit. Exactly. This is coming out after we're back from our honeymoon, before we go get ready for our friend's wedding. Just because our wedding's over doesn't mean the fun stops. Yes. We are pretty much booked and busy through September. October, we can chill. Yes, we are recording this the day after SummerSlam. (laughs) Emily fell asleep and I went, don't even even worry about it. Yeah, I was expecting to come into this a lot more, like, emotional about the, um, the tribal match. I didn't watch it. And then you told me not to watch it. So that's where I'm at. Recording this on August 6th, the next time we are recording an episode of Nitro is September 30th. <laughs> but Buddy. that's two weeks from the day this is coming out. So. so it doesn't feel like any time has passed for you. Yeah. We're going to be rusty. We're going to be very confused about what was happening. We might have to re-listen to this episode before we go and watch the next episode of Nitro. Yeah. Just to like remind ourselves what happened. But today we're talking about the March 6th. 2000 WCW Monday Nitro. So this one took place in um, University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill. This is one of four Nitros left until they reboot. Which feels so far and so close. Yeah. Because you keep teasing reboot Nitro, and I know it's going to be a thing. But also, is it going to be a thing? Because your information sources are flawed. We've we've established this. So is it going to be a thing? Or is it just like, yeah, it's reboot Nitro. It's a thing. Although, admittedly, they don't do anything new with the set. So, is it a thing? Yes. We're going to find out. I some backstage notes before we uh, get into the show, because they dive right the fuck in. Yes, yes, they do. We don't even have a second to breathe at the beginning here. It was very fast, right off the bat. As you mentioned, they are at the University of North Carolina. Chapel Hill, if that matters. I've never been to the university campus, so I don't know. One year ago, they did a 16,000-person sellout. How many tickets did they actually sell? To this nitro. Oh, 900. Okay, well, better than that. But okay, 2,000. Yeah, 2,200 paid. Okay. Less than 5,000 in the building. See, okay, I would be pissed if I was one of those 2,200 people. Because, like, if I can see 3,000 motherfuckers behind me that didn't pay a dime and are watching the exact same show I did, I'd be demanding a refund. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. Why am I paying you? For some reason, Sid apparently no shows Thunder. Yeah, we don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. On Thunder, they have Rey Mysterio cut a promo. He's back. Yeah, they're like, okay, cool, and you're going to wrestle. He's like, I- I'm like months away from being cleared. I cannot go wrestle. They're like, he's oh, what? A, he's pulling a Dakota Kai. <laughs> Showing up, but not ready to wrestle. Terry Taylor has stepped away from the booking team. Okay. So Kevin Sullivan now pretty much solely in charge. Uh, what about Kevin Nash? He's the commissioner. Well, Kevin Nash has been removed from the booking team, apparently. Oh, officially at this point? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, Terry Taylor, like, he like, stepped away of his own, own accord. I guess he's got, like, personal stuff going sure, on. They, it's one of those where it's like, oh, he'll be back in, like, a little base. He's just, like, sort some shit out. Does he ever come back? Do you know? He's one of those that just jumps around between companies. So, yeah. I, admittedly, I don't know if it comes back to WCW or WWF. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not I think he's still working right now. I'm not now, implying so. that he doesn't come back to wrestling. I'm just implying that he doesn't come back before this dies. I don't know. Yeah. Put it this way. In four weeks, it's not going to matter. I'm so curious. <laughs> And terrified. And something I wish I looked a little, little more into. Apparently the misfits want to sue WCW. Why? Because Vampiro's using their gimmick. 
It's like, wait, you stopped paying us, but you just kept doing all the misfit stuff. I mean, I guess. Is he still doing misfit stuff? It just feels like yeah. Vampiro stuff now. I have not yeah. associated the misfits with Vampiro in months. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they win or lose that I lawsuit. I would doubt that they win that. I don't think there's enough cause. Maybe they get a couple bucks out of it, but I don't think they win outright. But that's all I have for the backstage stuff. Didn't you say there was something coming up with Buff Bagwell and his contract stuff? I think this might be the Nitro that he just doesn't show up to. Because he's not Cause on he this one. he wasn't on this one, yeah. Yeah, this might be the one where... Uh, but he was in the little sentence thingy. That's just an... Is that just a peacock? Yeah. Error? Okay. Because yeah, they... in the description of the episode, it said that he was in a match. And that, that description is only one sentence. Yeah. So they really fucked up. Yeah. So either that's going to happen next week, or that's like thunder. Maybe. Maybe thunder. Okay. I knew that you said something happened with him, but I couldn't remember the timeline. So let's get into this show. It, we get the uh, little Nitro graphic and go straight into just Finley choking Vampiro with one hand. Finley wants to kill Vampiro, and I can't figure out why. I don't. Like, they had no existing relationship, as far as I remember, prior to Finley wanting to kill him. But they're also implying that there's, like, a teacher and student relationship where, like, or commentary is implying this. Like, take with a huge grain of salt. But they're implying that, like... Finley is trying to teach Vampiro respect or something, and Vampiro is not taking the lessons, and that's why he's getting beat down. But there is absolutely nothing behind that, and unless it's on Thunder and we're missing it. Yeah, and Vampiro's now in a cast, and I'm like, I don't. Yeah, remember. how the fuck did he break his arm? I think it was a Luger thing. I mean, obviously, but when broken wrists are just going around, it's contagious to the point where they will announce a match stipulation <laughs> revolving around that. That did make me chuckle. We then get the opening pyro, and in the ring is Kaz Hayashi. And joining him is Psychosis and Juventud Guerrera. Commentary refuses to call Psychosis Psychosis. Mostly just, Mark Madden. Correct. Mark Madden chooses to call him Psycho, not Psychosis. Which is small, but meaningful. Yeah, I mean, but on his butt, it does say Psycho. Mm, good point. So maybe Mark Madden's just an idiot. Hoovy cuts his juice promo and Kaz dropkicks them both and hits a dive onto the floor. So that's the juice promo? I mean, in general. Okay, because it's pretty bad. It's it's just his gimmick of and it's being like, a knockoff rock. I know that he is Hispanic. I know that he's yeah. Mexican. Mexican, right? Yes. It feels like he's putting on more of an accent. I've heard him speak before, and he didn't have that heavy of an accent before. I mean, maybe this is just, you know, ingrained racism or something, but, like, I couldn't really understand him. Well, we forgot to mention that on uh, a recent episode of Thunder... They dubbed over Leparka's promo again. Oh my god, yeah. That was pretty terrible. That was horrifically offensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of particularly offensive, Kazayashi is apparently part of a group called the Young Dragons. And I'm like, I am Come willing to bet on. all the money in my account that is only Asian men in that group. Come on. We have a spin kick from Kaz and Hubi tries to distract him. Face buster to Kaz and Psychosis goes up top and hits a missile drop kick. And then we get... Finley and Vampiro suddenly appearing, brawling through the ring. But not interfering with the match. No, like, Psychosis is just like holding, is, is just like spooning Kazayashi. Like, they no, just come through like a bad tornado. Bad go away. Don't, yes, actually. It's like they just, they just don't interfere with anything and they just go to the side, the ringside, and they just brawl ringside. Hoovy might get a little involved, but. Not he, much. He's, yeah, he's not in, in the match. Incredibly passively. It, was, it made no sense. It was just like, fuck this match. Who cares about this match? Watch this feud. Top rope, Frankensteiner only gets a two, and then a wheelbarrow German suplex from Kaz. Then we get the artist, formerly known as Prince Ike and Paisley, coming out the ringside. Because he's now here. Sure, why not? 
Psychosis counters a Kaz dive with a rough looking drop kick. Like it executed well, but it just looked like he got a lot of that. Good for you for continuing to give a shit about this match because nobody else does. Yeah, diving leg drop to Kaz, but the referee is distracted. The artist hits Psychosis with his title belt really gingerly. Kaz rolls up Psychosis, and this is the finish, and he wins on a delayed count because the referee is still being distracted, doesn't realize that th- this ending spot's happening. With the amount that they love to ring the goddamn bell, why didn't they, like, DQ this match? Well, the referee needs to call for the DQ, not the... But still, they love ringing the bell. Psych- Give them an excuse to ring the bell. Psychosis and Hoovy attack the artist and beat him down before he gets thrown to the floor. That pretty much ends the segment. I enjoyed this match despite the show actively trying to ruin that. I had a really hard time enjoying it because of that. This yeah. could have been a great match. Yeah. And the show refused to allow this to be a great match. It ended up just being a mess and, like, hard to watch. And for it being an opening bout, like, ugh, that doesn't settle right. You know, that that's not setting you up for success here. Well, they're going for, oh, man, it's going to be wild. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I understand that's what they're going for. And the but problem like, is, I believe you. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no one does. And that's the problem. I think Tony Schiavone and Mark Madden checking in. Our main event tonight is Jeff Jarrett and Heavy D. Heavy D. Why? Versus Sid and Vampiro. Heavy D. Which is Don Harris, in case you were... Heavy uh, D. Apparently it's Heavy D and Big Ron. They really just like calling people Big Blank. Like Big Ron, Big Vito, Big T. Like there's a lot of big going around. Mr. Biggs. We're also going to get a rematch of Ric Flair versus Kurt Hedig. Maybe just because I'm a child. But... (laughs) The phrase strap on gets gets used a lot in this episode. <laughs> and it does. not ever like that, but they're like, oh, the, the match for uh, Uncensored, they're going to strap on this and strap on that. I'm like, <laughs> you you are a child. <laughs> it's the Yep Up High strap match. What else are you going to say? But it, it, it's always strap on. That's the thing. It's not just strap. Maybe Mark Madden's also a child. Well, yes. <laughs> I need to find a clip of Tony Schiavone talk, talking about Mark Madden because I, I, I need mm. to know. I'm sure he's done some sort of interview or a podcast or yeah. something. Tony throws to the back and the fight between Finley and Vampiro is being broken up. He's just like continuing to try to murder Vampiro and I still don't know why. But Vampiro is viscerally upset. Like, understandably so. Why is he so angry at you? The NWO see this and think it'll be an easy night. They're sitting in like a void. <laughs> they are sitting in I don't know void. what like... If it's just like the drapes and or the camera causing this, I but think like it's the drapes, but like there's a couch and there's just darkness behind them. I'm wondering if their green room at this arena is like very themed or something like it has a lot of pictures of past performers or something, which is not uncommon. So they just put up a bunch of pipe and drape to kind of make it like, you know, yeah, default. Gene interviews the Mamelukes. Recall that and immediately jump into the. Hey, oh, oh, hey, hey. They're Italian. I don't know if you're aware Italian. of this. They come out with the Italian hands on the on the ramp. I love it. They say they're going to beat the Harris boys at Uncensored. John of the Bull has a couple lines about his cheese sandwich. There will be no cheese sandwiches till they take down the, the Harris boys. He had one in his hand and like threw it. He threw like, it away. What I don't want was it. that sandwich, though? That looked like the butts of bread. That didn't look like good sandwich. See, that's the real reason. He, he, he knows they aren't going grocery shopping until, until after Uncensored. It's like I'm running out of bread, guys. No cheese sandwiches. Vampiro throws a tantrum backstage, just flipping things over. Just have it, just have it a strop. I mean, I don't blame him. If he doesn't know why Finley hates him, like, I would also be quite frustrated. This doesn't really play into anything. No! And that's what <laughs> drives me fucking crazy! Like, 
He has all these storylines going on, but this one seems to be the most physical and doesn't play into anything. Also, he wrestles later. And the fact yeah. That he, the fact that he's in a cast barely comes up. Yeah. What? Let's go to Ricky Rackman at Duke over the weekend. Duke. He throws to a video package of all the fun they had this past weekend, including... All right, call me stingy, but in the the, the video package ends with like we donated three thousand dollars to this children's hospital. I'm like, I don't know. You're a multi million dollar company. Not really anymore, are they? <laughs> they managed to lose like sixty four million dollars this year. Yeah, they're also you like, need some write offs. That's true, and they are giving away trips to college kids that cost more than three thousand dollars. Yeah, so maybe give some money to the children's hospital more than that. But like, it was a little stingy. But like, yeah. maybe inflation. I think even then, but I mean, like, look, look, you did a good thing. You 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 donated, but it just like the amount. I'm like, yeah, okay. I know how much you spent on Kiss. Exactly, but it is kind of comforting and also disturbing to know that campus parties have not changed in 23 years. Because those inflatables that they had at Duke, we had the exact same ones. We had the same ones at our university. We have the ones that I work at now. Like, it's the same shit. Nothing has changed in 23 years. It's a little sad. Especially because Duke is a massive university. Yeah. Spending all their money on basketball. Yeah, well, yeah, they should. I think the Harris brothers coming out to the ring and Tony is thoroughly confused. What, what's happening? Like, oh, it's a one-on-one match. Yeah, why was Tony confused? I don't know. That's concerning well, if Tony's confused. Well, especially because... Then during the Mamluks promo, Big Vito's like, I'm like, hey, I'm going to face one of you tonight. That's true. And it did end up being a one-on-one match, but they came out with both of their factions. So it's like, is it really a one-on-one match? It was Ron versus Big Vito. Yes. Yeah. Big but, Ron versus Big Vito. Yeah. Can we stop saying big? Good Lord. Think of another word. Vito gets attacked, getting in the ring, but regains control almost immediately. Hits a pies on plant. Like, oh, that that's it? But the referee is distracted. The Harris boys then do twin magic. So at this point, I looked down to check my notes, just like verify who was in this match. I look up, the match is over. Yeah. Don has a chain around his hand, knocks Vito out for the win. I didn't see twin magic. I didn't see the chain. This match went all of maybe 30 seconds. Except Swerve, the referee, is raising the Harris boys' hands and then sees the replay. And it's like, no, never mind. Vito wins. So they really just choose to t- bring out that reasoning yeah. whenever they want to. Yeah. Because, like, that can be used for every fucky match. And we have a lot of them. But they just don't bring it out for all of those. Bring but that out. this one, why? Bring that out in the Roman Reigns era. Oh, God. No. So the Mamelukes win, but the Harris boys then come back in the ring, beat down the Mamelukes, including handcuffing Vito and H-bomb Johnny the Bull and Disco. Including a really big one on Johnny the Bull. It looks really good. It did. It got a lot of height. And this is where we get our theme of the night. Oh, my God. And this isn't even a new theme. This happened last week, too. But we hoped it was a one-off. Yeah. They just... Anything happens, just ring the bell endlessly. Incessantly. Like, are you trying to wake the crowd up? Maybe. Like, you um, you likened it to the whistle guy from ECW. Yes. Bill Alfonso. Bill Alfonso. It is... I don't know which one's worse at this point. I really don't. Because you, you only get it in, like, one or two matches... With Bill Alfonso, you're right. Yeah. This is with, like, every match. But we did the same thing we did for Bill Alfonso with the bell. We had to fucking mute the show. Yeah. It was impossible to, like, see what was happening and understand what was happening with the bell going. So we had to mute it. The Harris boys end up pushing a cop and then bailed to the back. But that's enough to get them both arrested for, like, 
assaulting a cop? Yeah. Yeah, sure. We see a clip from Thunder. Crowbar got absolutely murdered. He got uh, choke slammed from the apron through the announce table. By the wall. Yes. So this is becoming the wall's uh, signature thing where he just kills people. Love that. Today is David's 21st birthday. Happy birthday. So David Flair is going to avenge Crowbar. They're talking like... You know, I didn't know him well. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Is, is, Did they say that? Like, David's cutting his promo and he's talking about Crowbar in the past tense. It's like, yeah, I've only, I, I only knew him a short time. And I'm like, what? He's not actually dead, guys. <laughs> Daphne has flowers. I'm like, oh, God. But Daphne's also wearing a shirt that says, David is legal. Yeah. <laughs> like, babe, he's been legal for two years. That's not what that means. So David's going to avenge Crowbar. We'll see how that goes. This is where the Harris boys end up getting arrested. And I'm like... I think only one pushed the cop. I don't think you another twins, but you don't have to arrest both of them. They're twins. You can't tell them apart. Even though I can. Very obvious. Jeff Jarrett's very upset about this. Well, yeah, this kind of screws him for the rest of the night. Because the only two guys that are in the quote unquote NWO are now gone. And one of them was supposed to be his tag partner later in the night. So the NWO was nothing tonight. And Jeff Jarrett doesn't have a tag partner. You don't need to say the word tonight for that. You can just say the NWO, the NWO is nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's going great. NW- relaunch is going joke does the nwo 2000 make it through reboot nitro wow so we only have four more weeks of nitro of nwo yep damn oh i like that until until wwe i like that i'll take that let's go to our next match it's david flair with daphne versus the wall for some reason the wall comes out like all smiles because he knows what he's about to do <laughs> the wall starts beating down david and, and then grabs a table real quick happy birthday have a table he then stacks a second table at ringside happy birthday have another we, we were debating. It's like, all right, he who sets it up goes through it, but do they not trust David Flair to set up these tables? I think this is the one-off case where he who sets it up gets what he wants and puts his opponent through those tables. Daphne distracts the wall, so David hits a crowbar shot to the wall's back and then goes up to the turnbuckle to celebrate. And I was like, oh, no. He goes up to the one turnbuckle that gives him in the perfect position to be slammed through tables like yep. david you have three other turnbuckles to celebrate on what are you doing because he also had to like pass one to go yeah. do it so the wall choke slams him through the the stack tables and the referee is like he's he's dead let's, let's, yeah, immediately call this match, match is over <laughs> daphne just starts wailing like he actually died and like everyone's treating this as if the man is just no more bones he is just jello now it is no longer a bones day he is he is dead yeah, Kurt Hedding, Terry Funk, and Arn Anderson all come down to the ring and they're like, where's Rick? He should be here for his yeah. son. So they, like, Arn is especially. So Terry Funk and Kurt Hedding, bless them, they do actually go to David's side and, like, make sure he's okay. But Arn is just, like, angry, like, where's his father? Like, the help he- the kid. Hands on hips. Yeah. He is WCW dad and he is tired of your shit. They go to commercial and then come back and David is just dead. He's stretchered out. Oh, my God. They have him so strapped up on that stretcher. Like, medical tape everywhere you would re- you would honestly think this kid was in like a 50 car pile up like it's intense it doesn't need to be that intense he went through two plywood tables like you're fine and the, the top one of which we could tell was a little more gimmicked because uh yeah there was no metal on that table it looks like he might be staying off tv for a little while but, oh really uh he does wrestle on the live event tour four days after this oh okay i was thinking they gave him some time off to like go on a birthday trip or something Four days is not much. Never mind. Nope. He wrestles Norman Sm- Norman Smiley in Birmingham. Cool. Somewhere backstage, Bam Bam Bigelow finds the wall and he's like... He's pissed. Yeah, he's like, no, you don't do that. You don't try to like break people's necks. I told you to try to get over, but not like this. <laughs> and then the wall. 
Oh, God. Nick broke. He pushes Bam Bam. And there's a table at the bottom of this, like, stairwell. Because, like, Bam Bam's on, like, the second or third step. He's not all that high up. Yeah, and the wall is, like, walking down the stairs. Yeah, the wall pushes him. And clearly Bam Bam is meant to go through the table. But he just sinks like a stone and just, like... Slides off the side. Yeah, just, like, slides off the side. And I think it's because he's, like, he's a bigger guy. It just looked so sad. It was really pathetic. You broke. I've not heard you laugh like that in a very long time. Like straight out of Paul Blar, Mall Blar. Paul Blar, Mall Blar. Oh my, that gets me giggles every time. Oh, we then get three count coming out to the ring. and We get like almost our foolish intro. I would say the opposite. They can't figure out their fucking entrance. Well, we never get their actual walk down to the ring and the placing of the mats. We never hear the full song. Like this is full-ish to me. I think it was more full than they were ready for because... I mean, yeah. They, like the song hits and they're like, do we dance? What do we do? No, none of them even... Step touched. There was no semblance of dancing. Oh, buddy. Let's go. So they're out for this match, which is Evan Courageous versus the dog. Remember last week how Finley said that he needs to bring the dogs out? It's just one dog. It's the dog. I will say. It's a sad middle-aged man that won't keep his fucking tongue in his mouth and is wearing a collar. I was unaware of this as a thing. Really? Yeah. You made me believe that you knew. I looked up the match listing for Thunder and I was like, oh, it's Al Green. I had no idea this was a fucking gimmick. Oh, no. All right. So, yeah. So, Al Green is playing the dog. Emily, do you want to guess how old he is? I want to say like 57. Actually, he's 23. Bullshit. No, he's 45. He's only 45? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's seen some years. <laughs> this man's seen some shit. Former partner of Kevin Nash and the Master Blasters in 1990. This is... Bad. This is just bad. So, yeah. So, his whole thing is acting like a dog. Not, like, in a fun way. Is there a fun way? I don't know. It, no, because it, it's all just kinky. Like, acting like a dog is a kink. It's not fun. Well, do you want to try to have a little fun and, and ask? Who's that Pokemon? All right. So, <laughs> the, the dog costume... Which that makes it sound even weirder. It sounds so bad. Is a red, yellow, and black like full pants Camo? and tank top camouflage suit. We found out later he's wearing red contacts too. Oh my god, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's absolutely horrific. <laughs> Emily, who, who, what's your pick for who's that Pokemon? You called me out like immediately. It's Magmar. <laughs> as soon as we did this, Nick looked at me. He's like, "Did you pick Magmar?" I was like, "I guess you'll find out." Yeah, I went with um. A newer one, because it, it's it's also an unsettling looking Pokemon. I went with Turtonator. Turtonator? I yeah. don't know this one. I didn't think you did, but um, I don't want either of them on my team or on my screen. I don't like them. <laughs> I'm going to look up Turtonator. How do you spell that? T-U-R-T. Just do your best. N-A. Yeah, that was close. Turtonator. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just, he's something. That's something. We had to find some sort of shining light in this match. <laughs> If the shining light is Pokemon, that's what we got to do. The dog hits some real weak offense. I think a triple team action from three count, which prompts Finley and Nobs to help. And we're like, is this no DQ? Well, it must be because the dog's favorite version of offense is just gnawing on Evan's ear. We then get Pity City from Finley to Evan Courageous. Three count just vanish for parts of this match. Yeah, could you blame him? The dog starts biting Evan Courageous. I'm like, this is a mess. This match needs bonking. It really does. It needs the fun of a bonk. 
I did not get the fun of a bonk. Three count return for a second and then get chased off. And the diving power slam gets the pin for the dog. And then Finley and Nobbs put a bag over his head again to put the leash. To like subdue him? To put the leash. I don't know. Yeah. The bag is supposedly to subdue the dog so that he will calm down enough to stop fighting. I thought it was so they could get the leash on. No, because if you look at it while the match is going, like when they're coming out to the ring, he's calm until they take the bag off and then he gets rabid. And then when the match finishes, they put the bag back on and he calms down again. Even it's he, like when you put... I think one of the like problem a, is even his calm form is not that calm. Well, no. But it's like when you have a bird cage and you want the bird to go to, to go to sleep, you just put a blanket over the cage. So like, it's nighttime. Go sleep. This is basically a proto-Festus gimmick. Festus? We don't have the time. I hated that. Yeah, I that don't like really the dog. time. I very much did not enjoy that. I would like that man to keep his tongue in his mouth. Let's go to Mean Gene. He's here with Team Package. Which I feel like... I don't like that name either. Yeah. I feel like that just like minimizes Ric Flair. He's doing most of the talking here. Yeah, but he is talking on behalf of Lex Luger. So it, it is kind of Team Package. Lex says that Sting isn't here. And he's going to break Sting's arm again. And Sting's not here. So, yeah. Sting must be scared of me. Sting's a coward. Ric Flair isn't worried about his son and says that Kurt Hedding is a stepping stone on the way to Hogan. Yeah, he basically just says, like, yeah, Davis 21 now. He's a big kid. He can take care of himself. Which, like, I agree. But also, like, your kid just got obliterated. Can you like, go check on him? We then get the Nitro Girls. And, uh... You're making me sad. Yeah. It's not good. Like, is the ring not properly, like, monitored? Maybe not. Because, like, it's not like the dancing is bad. It's just... The style of dancing is bad, and they're almost trying too hard now to be good. And, like, the camera's not helping them because they're not, like, showing them off at all. They don't get, like, a proper moment of being the Nitro Girls. It's it's just sad. Just yeah. stop it. Just take them off air. It, just let it be done. Let it die. Backstage, Sid tries to motivate Vampiro. It's like, I need you tonight. Okay. Oh, yeah. He really hypes him up. Like, I will give Sid props for that because he really was kind of talking Vampiro off of a ledge. I was just like, no, you need to be in the zone tonight. I can't let you leave this arena. You have to be there with me tonight. We have to take them down. And everyone's like, yeah, I'll be there. All right. Good man. Good man, Sid. We then get Jeff Jarrett coming out to the stage with the ladies. Hey, ladies. They said, no, get, no, get in the back. Get, get in the back. <laughs> it's so confusing because it's like women are meant to be seen, not heard. Like that's the. Except, no, that, that's now the misogynist. Now they can't even be seen. Yeah. Like that's the whole misogynistic thing. Like you can't hear women can't speak. They are just eye candy. But not even for Jeff Jarrett. You're only my eye candy. Get back to my dressing room. You're only for me. Ew. Again, stop making these girls walk all the way to the fucking arena just to be embarrassed and sent back. No. I'd be so mad if I was one of them. I'd be like, absolutely not. I look great and the world's gonna see it. Fuck you. Is Jeff Jarrett Knuff? He is not Knuff. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's job is just guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he guitars so well. So so Jarrett calls the cops that arrested the Harris boys an inbred. I think he just called all cops inbreds. All the ones from Chapel Hill. Yes. Yes. All Chapel Hill cops inbred. He puts himself over and says he doesn't have to wrestle a handicap match. And it's uncensored. He's going to become the champion. And reveals his partner for the night. He needs someone who, who will stand eye to eye with Sid. It's the wall. Yay. Which, I've been saying this for weeks. What are we doing with the wall? Great question. Now he's just a murderer. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows what the fuck's going on with the wall. Push him or not. Like, this actually feels like, like he's getting pushed, but I feel like next week it's going to be like, nope, now nah, you're... Nah, just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to lose to Norman Smiley in like three minutes next week for some reason. Probably. 
I think they'll push him until the next pay-per-view and then he's going to just fall off the face of the earth. Or at least fall into like the the low card. Yeah. We'll see. I know there's a I know I know that there's a match with him and Hulk Hogan coming up soon. Oh no. Oh, of all I know. <laughs> I don't want to see that. That's not going to be a fun match. There's going to be no wrestling in that match. Speaking of things I don't want to see. <sighs> Lane and Idol are talking to rats on the phone and then they find the demon's casket. Cool. Kurt Hennig is headed to the ring as is Ric Flair. And let's go to their match. It's Kurt Hennig versus Ric Flair. Same thing as last week. Yeah. Same shit, different day. Literally. Flair grabs a mic and says that two things are going to happen tonight. We will never know what those two things are. <laughs> yeah, Because no. he doesn't say what those two things are. He just heals in the crowd and that, and even that it barely works. Yeah. The crowd doesn't care. Which is weird because they're in North Carolina. Isn't like he's supposed to be King North Carolina? Yeah, but he's a heel. So he's trying to get them to actually boo him. But they're not even cheering him. They cheer him a little bit a little, later. Not but, yeah. much. Well, again, there's only 5,000 people there as opposed to 16,000. Sure, but you should get something. Match starts. Pretty similar stuff to last week. Get some chops in the corner and the back body drop. Lots of chopping. Eye poke from Flair and then another. Kirk gets thrown to the floor and they brawl around ringside. Flair pokes Hennig in the eyes again and then rolls him back in. Hennig suplexes Ric Flair from the apron. Very sneaky low blow from Flair to the point where you didn't even see it. No, the camera didn't even catch it. Flair starts working over Hennig's legs and they head back to the outside. But Flair stays on offense, just continually working over the, the knees. This prompts Flair to lock in the figure four, and that actually gets like a decent pop from the crowd. That did. That did get a pop. I'll give you that. They're in it for a while, and Hennig manages to reverse the pressure and then gets Ric Flair in a really weak looking backslide. Oh, it was really pathetic. Flair goes up top, but like before he even has his foot on the, the first turnbuckle, Hennig's already standing up like, bud. Yeah, where do, you, where do you think you're going? We then get Lex Luger running out to the ring to interfere, but Kurt Hennig continually fights him off. And then hits Ric Flair with with the Hennig Plex and just pins Ric Flair. Yeah, where the fuck did Lex, Lex come from? He just ran from the back. Again, like the camera's not showing that. So he just appears as if from nowhere, out yeah. from under the ring. Post-match, Luger hits Hennig with a baseball bat and Flair whips Hennig with the Yappa Pie strap. This is another one that we had to mute because the bell is just ringing, ringing, ringing. Arn Anderson comes out, but he, he does let... Lex Luger just break Hennig's wrist. He very much just watches that happen. Yeah, I think he was supposed to come out after that happened. I think he fucked up his timing a little. Yeah. He then confronts Flair and Lex Luger sneaks behind Arn with the bat and Rick gives a little like, no, like a like, little shake of the head. Like, no, don't, don't. don't hit Arn. He's a made man. You can't. Arn is such a fucking dad. He just like has hands on the <laughs> hips over Kurt. Like, now, young man, what do you, what are you doing? He's like standing over Kurt's yeah. body. Like, what, what did we talk about? You're grounded. God, Kurt got hit hard with the baseball bat at yeah, one point. Yeah, So team package leaves as Arn stays with Hennig staring down Ric Flair. This was a good match. Nothing too special. Yeah, it was fine. I would have liked it more if they didn't just do it last week. True. They're like, oh, that was good and that worked last week. Let's do it again. Having Ric Flair lose clean was kind of weird. But also kind of nice. <laughs> well, you're setting him up to face Hulk Hogan in the pay-per-view. You should have him looking strong. Or so seeds of doubt that maybe he's not as strong as you think he is. Once well, again, we might be writing more than the writers are writing. Well, yeah, you know, he definitely, um, you know, you need that for underdog Hulk Hogan. Yeah, of course. He is an underdog, Nick. He hasn't been here. He's out of shape. He doesn't know. Backstage, Lane and Idol weld the demon's casket shut. Yeah, they have like a soldering gun and they're like trying to to like weld solder it shut. So the demon attacks them from behind. <laughs> this is fucking 
Embarrassing. And then Lane and I will get it together and start kicking the shit out of the demon. It's like, wow, you fucking jabroni. <laughs> you put it really well when we were watching this. You're like, so you took his house and then you beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> what a geek. <laughs> it was just sad. Like, tell me you're burying the demon without telling me you're burying the demon. Like, this guy is nothing to you. I keep thinking they can't drop him more. And then they, they do. They do. <laughs> they just keep finding ways. Oh, this poor man. I'm ready for Jimmy Hart to, like, start, like, washing the makeup off him. Like, he did the fucking renegade. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest burials I think I've ever seen of uh, in the mid-90s. WCW, WCW had a character called the renegade who was a knockoff Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. They gave him the Ultimate Warrior push for a little bit, and they stopped. He started losing a bunch of matches, and Jimmy Hart turns on him and, like, is, like, washing the face paint off him, like, after he gets beat down. And it's like, you could have been the next Hulk Hogan, but instead you're just plain old Rick. Oh, no. <laughs> and then, like, we, like, barely saw him again after that. He was oh, like, oh, no. no. Just, you just buried him on the way out. That's horrible. <sighs> you were saying something about geeks earlier? Ricky yeah. Rackman's back. Oh, good. He's still partying at Duke. I wonder what he's doing now. I don't think I care. I bet he has a, like, Joe Rogan-esque podcast. Oh, buddy. I'm going uh, to text you this photo. It, it, this is him in 2023 he's trying real hard oh no oh the mohawk yeah it's a choice the the mohawk the hand tattoo man's seen some shit he looks like he is desperately trying to hang on to his youth he really co-hosted a reunion show show for rock of love that sounds exactly right he was last seen on daisy of love a rock of love spinoff that sounds exactly <laughs> right yeah, so they're going to be at, like, Brown or something on Saturday. Yeah. I just read a sentence on the Ricky Rackman um, Wikipedia. They are lauding him in Wikipedia as the host of Nitro from two, from 1999 and 2000 on. He's the host of Nitro? Yeah, he somewhere edited that Wikipedia page. <laughs> Come on, man. Backstage, Kurt Hennig gets his wrist checked out. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's broken. And he basically has the thing of, yeah, you fucking think? No kidding. Yeah, he's like, well, you're really good at your job, aren't you? <laughs> I can see the bone, man. Also, once again, like he's like on the fucking gurney. And it's like, why? I have broken my arms three times. I have never been on a gurney. Never once. I've been in an ambulance one time and it was to put an incredibly drunk girl in the back of it and then leave. Every day I break my legs. Every, Every night I break, I break my arms. arms. Let's go to our next match. This is Lane with Idol versus Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. Idol joins commentary and um, he's bad. Yeah. Holy shit. Get off. Admittedly, I think they also gave him the worst mic they had. Good. But he's not saying anything of note anyway, so it doesn't really matter what mic he he has. He just sounds tired. He does. He sounds like he didn't know he was going on commentary. Norman Smiley comes out wearing a UNC basketball jersey, which is number 23, but it says Smiley as opposed to Jordan. Oh, how cute. Lane distracts Norman with dancing and then slaps him across the face. And then dives onto Norman at ringside in the spot that had him land rough the other week. Yeah. On commentary, we have Mark Madden asking Lodi what a rat is. And asking him if he's like some sort of exterminator in the area. Yeah. Tony Schiavone's like, can we fucking not? (laughs) Can we talk about anything else? Mark Madden's like, no, I want to continue on this rat storyline. Tell me about these rats. They're the two worst people on commentary. I'm picturing a car ride of... um, Tony Schiavone, Arn Anderson, and a bunch of, like, children. Just, like, yeah, a bunch of children acting up and just like that, like, we'll turn this car around. I'll turn this car around. I feel like all, all Arn does is just, like, adjust the mirror. Just, like. Just looks at them. Yeah. yeah. He He's the um, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed kind of father. 
Yeah, Idol just wants rats. And it's like... <sighs> Shut up. Smiley slam as Tony just hates his life on commentary. We get a big wiggle and Lane just kicks Norman directly in the penis. And the ref is watching it yeah. happen. Like, he was bent down looking at that foot like... Any anything? DQ? Are we? We're, oh no, that's cool. Got yeah, it. Even your logic of like, oh, if it happens out of the ring, it's fine. Like no, no. This was the referee was staring at his foot. We get a kind of a cool spot of Lane running up the ropes to hit a dive and almost lands right on his fucking head, but yeah, just kind of misses a splash. And we get a giant swing to Lane as Miss Hancock comes out and just stands up on the announce table. She's here to do her job of legs. Every time she does legs, it she seems less and less into it. Yeah, she this one ha- she just sta- she just well there. she didn't have any music this week. No, she was just standing. She wasn't even like gyrating at all. We get some spanking to Lenny Lane. Idol gets distracted, so Lane gets pushed into him, knocking him off the apron. Norman locks in the Norman Conquest and wins. Woo. Lane and Idol start beating down Norman, and the bell starts ringing immediately to like mute it. Mute. Then we get the demon making the save. I guess. And, like, the the second the coast is clear, like, cut away. No one cares. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. So they made some sort of comment because the demon was kind of pairing up with Norman to take down Lenny and Lane. Or, fuck, whatever. Lenny and Lodi. Who cares? And so the commentary made some sort of note of, like, oh, well, Norman dressed up like the demon a couple weeks ago. Maybe they're in cahoots. Or maybe they are, maybe the demon's, like, not a fan of that. We will never know. Because there was a moment where the demon looked at Norman, and that could have been the moment of, like, handshake or... Fuck you. And we'll never know. Because they cut away. Yeah. Yeah, because who cares about the demon? Yes, correct. But that could have been something. Yeah. We have to cut to Mean Gene interviewing Sid. Sure. And you know what Sid does? Shouts and whispers. Yep. And then cackles. Classic shout whisper. We then see Tank Abbott arriving to the building in a bad mood. He is aggressive. He asks where the locker room is. And then we just cut to the ring back from commercial and he's there. But he starts it off with, hey, asshole, where's the locker room? Like, unnecessary. Like, you don't know this man. Tank Abbott's in the ring cutting a promo, and they're like, yeah, I tapped out because they were going to take me off TV. What? What? What does that even mean? So he's not leaving the ring. He's like, all right, fine. Like, do your matches ever. I'm not leaving the ring. Yes. Which kind of would have been funny just to have him sitting in the corner having a match. I mean, didn't see him do that at some him. point? Somebody in WWE did this, and it actually worked. I'm thinking it was like a shitty little heel, like just stood in the corner for like a match or two. Maybe it was Raven that did it. I don't know. Tank's promo skills here. Awful. Yeah, we're not good. Horrific. The man can't talk. He's not leaving the ring. No. I'm not leaving. Would never. How Remember dare that. you even consider Remember it. that. How dare you. Laparka then comes out. He tries to hit Tank with his chair and then just gets knocked out. We didn't get a bunch of security coming out to the ring. And then we hear Meng's music. Then we're like, oh shit, okay. They kind of like half set this up the other week. J.J. Dillon tells Meng that if Meng gets in the ring, he's going to be suspended for 60 days without pay. So that's why Meng didn't get in the ring? Yes. Oh, that's so stupid. I Yeah, I'm like, why? Why? But also, Tank just gets out of the ring and walks he to the back after this. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah. Why? Your whole thing was you're not leaving the ring and you left the ring immediately. What? Yeah, and I don't get why J.J. Dillon won't let Meng fight him. Yeah, I don't know. That I didn't make know. any sense. It's fucking stupid. Like, are you afraid that they'll injure each other? I guess. Okay, and? What the fuck? Stupid. Angry. Yep, so Tank just... Le- I think I even said, like, watch Tank just not be in the ring by the end of the yeah, segment. Yeah, you called and, that. Yep. Tank just kind of, like, gets out of the ring and, like, peeks, like, hey, what's going on? The and then just, like, like, well, I left, so I guess I have to leave now. I didn't expect to watch him leave the ring. I thought it was going to be like you, where they cut to commercial and we cut back and something else is already happening in the ring and he's gone. I didn't expect to... Watch him walk out. And then we get the Nitro Girls. Yay. They'll save the day. 
No, you know what we'll save the day. Oh my god. Time travel, baby. Hulk Hogan's here, brother. With the Yappa Pie strap. Another classic 80s promo. I'm just gonna play it. Something maniacs. First things first. I want to let Dr. Proper know. I want to let Dr. Unger know and Dr. Hughes know that the release forms have been signed. You guys are not responsible for the last couple fractures in the forearm, brother. The main priority in the Yappapai Indian strap match is to have flexibility on the wrist that you're strapped to your opponent with, brother. Because in the Yappapai Indian strap match, when you're in the four corners of the battle zone, the main priority is, is to get the body in the proper position for the strapation dudes. When I get Ric Flair right where I want him, when I get him out of wind, sucking air, sweating from head to toe, I will call to the Strapmaster Jimmy Hart on ringside. And I will say, Jimmy Hart at ringside, give me Yappapai Indian punishment strap number one. As I strap your body, Ric Flair, as you scream to the heavens for mercy, as I see your skin start to bubble off your body, you will drop your knees and you will say, please, Mr. Hogan, please, I can't take it anymore. Please, I'm sorry I crossed the line. And as I hear you beg for mercy, Ric Flair, that's when I'll call to the strap master, Jimmy Hart, for Yappapai Indian strappage number two. That's when the heavier belts will come out. That's when I will strap your skin and the flesh will bubble. That's when the flesh will start to peel from your hide. And as I see the raw pink meat on your back, brother. I'm gonna take it to another level. I will transform from Hulk to Hollywood. I will double strap you with both fists and you will scream to the heavens, please Hollywood, don't hurt me anymore and I will never stop. The thing that kills me is he starts these promos in a full profile to the camera. Like we're looking at his shoulder Yeah. and he's just very intense but then he turns to the camera because he knows the camera's there. It's not like he's talking, he's not like inner monologuing. This is meant to be directed at the camera. Well, did, did your brain break during this? Because you were like, how did he get the one strap last week? He has two straps this week. I don't know where these straps are coming from. What is happening? I just, the cadence of this, these promos is just so 80s. Yeah, it's so intense for a feud that doesn't it's, deserve it. It's for a feud that doesn't exist. This feud is nothing. This is a made-up feud. And, 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 and Jimmy Hart has a new made-up job. <sighs> Wait, what's Jimmy Hart's job? The Strap Master. Oh, I missed that. Oh, God. The thing with Hulk Hogan promos, especially in this cadence, it's easy to tune out the words he's saying and just listen he's to He's counting the on you doing that. Obviously. And it, it's working, unfortunately. It's like, as the skin bubbles, I'm like, what? Yeah, and even this week, you were like, damn, that is erotic. Like, yeah. I said it last week. Yeah, and the fact that the word strap comes up so much, too, that it's like, oh. Okay, that's a you problem. I forget where it happens, but Mark Madden tries to talk about, like, oh, the reason why this is a Yappa Pie strap match is because that's how this one tribe, like, settles disputes. Yeah, so I honestly I don't know if the Yappa Pie um, tribe actually exists. I haven't looked it up. But he implied that the Yappa Pie Indian tribe, or the Yappa Pie Native American tribe. Well, that's sorry. the thing. Tony Schiavone is like, oh, I didn't know you, you knew so much about Na- Native American history. And he goes, oh, yeah, the Yappa Pie Indians. It's like, like you buddy. F- but he implies that the Yappapai people will finish their, or like, 
they will settle their feuds with strap matches, cage matches. And like, they're just a wrestling tribe, apparently. Like, I don't think that they're real. Are they real? We'll have to look into this because the Yavapai. Oh, the Yavapai is real. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, I don't know my Native American tribes. You know, for for some reason, uh, on the Yavapai Wikipedia page, uh, under the pop culture tab, this this match does not come up. What? Is this how they settle feuds, though? I don't know. <laughs> the Yavapai. I would not be surprised if they just misspoke and fucked it up. Or were they going to do Yavapai and, and someone from legal was like, hey, maybe fucking don't. don't. <laughs> we don't need that coming after us. Or Hogan just did a whole promo on it. Then it's like, well... He misspoke and he's not going to do the promo again. So I guess we got to go with it. Yeah. Oh, God. So, by the way, that's going to main event uncensored. Yikes. Yeah. Big yikes. Is it, though? Because I feel like in the last couple of pay-per-views we watched, the main event has not been what was actually advertised. The, this, this is. is. The, yeah. Okay. Okay. People keep getting injured or kicked off TV and, like, yes. it keeps happening. So Let's go to our next match, which... Um, I wrote down is Kidman with Tori versus Stevie Ray with Jay Biggs, but that's only half accurate. I don't even know. Because that's how the match started. Yeah. That's what the match was billed as. And then we get Big T and Cassius coming out. Cassius is insanely massive. Yeah. This man can't put his arms down. He is that big. Like, if his nose itches, the man's fucked. (laughs) He makes 4x4 look like a normal ass guy. Are they the same people? I thought the other one was for my Nope, part. they're the same. Son of a bitch. <laughs> What's the other one? I thought he was somebody else. Big T? Yeah, I thought he was somebody else. Ahmed Johnson oh, in okay. WWF. Damn it. <laughs> of all the people to pick, you pick the one name that's literally the same guy. And then you got to redo that. You can leave it in. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of sorry. None of these names mean anything. These are all stupid names. Kidman comes out wearing pants. I didn't like this. I did. And Mark Madden, don't like to give him credit, but he agrees with me. I have said from the beginning that Billy Kidman looks like John Cusack. I have said it from the beginning. I said this. Mark Madden agrees with me. Wait, so uh, if someone ends up making that that slap anything movie poster, should it be Kidman on on the front as opposed to Jeff Jarrett? absolutely should. (laughs) Who's the woman in Say Anything? Oh, I don't remember. It's probably Molly Ringwald. She was in all of them. I own Sky? Does not matter. But I felt very justified in that moment. It's like, I'm right. So Kim has a mic and is like, wait, I figured this was going to happen. So meet my partner. One, they treat this like it's a big reveal. He's been teaming with Booker like a bunch on Thunder. On Thunder? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I knew they had a match against each other last week. Yes, because they because they teamed up on, on Thunder and had some oh. difficulties. Okay. And they teamed up again on Thunder the last Thunder. So I was like, what? So this turns just into a Harlem Heat versus Booker match. Yeah. Billy Kidman just kind of um, excuses himself. If it from wasn't the for field. the Thunder matches, I'd like weirdly think Billy Kidman wasn't cleared. Because really this is the third week in a row where he just hasn't done anything. Oh, no, I don't know what's going on with him. Oh, he, he breaks my heart here a little bit. Yeah, cause, so Booker comes out to make the save, and even commentators like, I guess this is a tag team match now. No one knows what's going on. Yeah, Booker cleans house, does all his moves. Uh, then we get a bookend to Big T. And Billy Kidman goes up to the top rope and we're like, oh, this could be it. It could be the shooting star. Could be. But no, he just hits a diving elbow. Like what? A weak diving elbow too. Yeah. Like he kind of took the wind out of this. Like, oh. It was pretty sad. So Kidman goes for the pin and Cassius pulls the referee out of the ring. 
which I felt like something like that was going to happen because in the background of the shot, Stevie Ray is just fucking standing there like an idiot watching his partner get pinned. Yeah. I'm like, okay, either Stevie Ray is an idiot, which is possible. Yeah, they're not the most cohesive team as it is. So the referee is distracted with Cassius. I I miss happens to Booker here, but Kimmy gets hit with a slapjack and Big T gets the pin. And then they beat down Booker to more bell ring. Mute it. So I'm guessing this is going to be on the pay-per-view. This is like a formal kind of match because this was... I'm tired of it. Yeah. I don't care about anybody in Harlem Heat. The only person that I care about, you just exiled. So like... Oh, you you got got during their entrance because you heard <laughs> you heard the Harlem Heat music and you're like, <gasps> yeah, I heard Harlem. You're like Heat same music thing as last like, week. Oh, I'm like, no, babe. We're doing Booker versus Kidman again. And you're like, nope, that's the Harlem Heat music. <laughs> Damn it. Let's go backstage. Jeff Jarrett tries to hype up the wall in that random void they have. Dustin Rhodes in a little too much leather is here. Yeah, you didn't like the leather. I thought he was going for like a seven thing again, but I think he was just going for dark cowboy. Edgy. Yeah. Like, really looking like Discount Undertaker here. Definitely. Ricky Rackman inter- interviews three count over the weekend. This was lame. I didn't even register it. We think of Dustin Rhodes coming out to the ring with some barbed wire. Has a mic, says that Terry Funk keeps coming and calls Funk an old fart and an idiot. I mean, it works for their feud. It's yeah. not wrong. He calls the crowd ungrateful, and he says that he hates all the smarks and internet fans. Ooh, got him. They make him sick. He also is a bad talker. Yeah, he did the thing where he's like, all you Sparks and Internet fans, I just... like you know, Finish your thought, my yeah, guy. Yeah, like doing the, the, the bite of the lip shake in the head. It's like, no, you need to finish a sentence here. That doesn't work. So here's the barbed wire to make Terry Funk bleed. But he's like, no, I won't do it for you people here. I'll do it any other week. Like, oh, cool. Thanks. Th- okay, bye. <laughs> but just kidding, because Terry Funk comes out and he's like, no, we're going to do it not... Tomorrow, not next week, not next pay-per-view, tonight. Yes, he also has a trash bag. He calls Dustin sworn that that trash bag was moving on its own accord. No, he was just swinging it. The way that it was moving, I thought there was a snake in it. I really thought he was going to do some Jake Roberts shit. He really telegraphed this because... um, Oh, my God. He calls Dustin a chicken-choking pecker head. (laughs) Then he has a foghorn leghorn impression. Then gets in the ring... And through all this, he's, like, really shitting on Dusty Rhodes, too. He is. But he gets in the ring and says that he has his, you know, his illegitimate little brother in this bag. And I was like, Cody? I'm like, finish the story. (laughs) But it's just a chicken. It's a a raw chicken chicken, in a diaper. Yes. Why? Because Dustin Rhodes is chicken. Chicken shit. Dustin just throws pocket sand at Terry Funk. Blech. Beats him down, including multiple pile drivers. This has no effect because Funk hits a low blow and then scoop slams Dustin Rhodes into the barbed wire. I'm amazed that you did not make a Pokemon joke there. Whenever you say no effect. It was, it was one of those things where he sold it for a second, but then got up immediately. It was like, oh. Yeah, true. No, this is more like, this is more 2K where you have that like one you can kip up once per match. You're just like, okay, no, I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. So, so Funk also wraps Rhodes in the barbed wire and Rhodes runs to the back. Like a chicken shit. Yeah. This, He's right. Yeah, this, this was, was lame. Yeah. This wasn't cool. Terry Funk, you know, is already an old man. They could come off uncool because yeah. of that. And, and then he just like picks up the raw chicken and starts swinging it over his head and like chicken juice is flying everywhere. It like slips out of his hand too. Nasty. I kind of would have loved if he would have just yeeted the chicken into the crowd. Oh no. Disgusting. Talk about salmonella. 
That match is set for uncensored, but I don't think it has a stipulation yet. It will. It'll have a gimmick or something. Well, they flat out said last week that it was going to, but they're like, oh, we haven't sorted out what that's going to be. Oh, true. That was this match. <sighs> We're almost there, babe. Backstage, all the main event players head towards the ring for Jeff Jarrett and The Wall versus Sid Vicious and Vampiro. And the ladies actually come down to the ring with Jeff Jarrett. Hey, ladies. Like, all the way into the ring. They make it into the ring. And then Jeff Jarrett grabs a mic and he's like, get in the back. But he kind of like fakes it for a little while because he's like, okay, well, when um, when Vampiro comes out here, you got to distract him and do something extra for me, right? And they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. He's like, nah, just kidding. Get back. Yeah. Like, what? I, I turned to you and I'm like, the, the women are just toys for Jeff Jarrett to take away. It's gross. And it's also not effective. I don't know what he wants us to think of him with these women. I don't know, but... um. It is kind of weird that he came from w- from WWF, where he did a whole, like, misogynist gimmick. And then when he came to WCW, it was like, yeah, we don't do that here. And then I was dived right back into hating women again. Hey, you know what? Do what you know. After all this, uh, Tony Schiavone announces that the Sting and Lex Luger match at Uncensored is going to be a Lumberjack cast match. So everybody that has a cast is going to be the Lumberjacks. Yes. Everybody who, everybody who got their wrist broken by Lex Luger is a, is a Lumberjack. Like, that doesn't seem like a good idea for Lumberjacks because they're all down an arm. I really need a dollar that by the pay-per-view, this is just a standard Lumberjack match and they bail on that part of it. Yeah, you're probably right. That's such a weird stipulation for a Lumberjack match. Yeah. Like, they're all injured. Why? Why? So Sid and Vampiro get to the ring. All four men start brawling. Sid beats the wall around ringside and tags Vampiro in the ring. And then we get uh, Vampiro getting worked over for a good little bit. Backbreaker to Vampiro and then a big boot. We get a Jarrett sucks chant that they actually leave and it's not muted. They allowed it to go, yeah. Which I think kind of confirms my theory from last week of like, they are just afraid of chants. This one, they took a chance and realized that like, oh, this isn't shitting on us as a company. This one's fine. They took a chance on the chance. Exactly. Jarrett tags in and works over Vampiro as the crowd chants for Sid. Like, yeah, still kind of a hot crowd. Kind of. Uranagi to Jeff Jarrett, and uh, Vampiro tags in Sid, hits a backbreaker and a leg drop to Jarrett. Also manages to hit a choke slam, but the wall breaks up the pin. Weird closing spot here of Vampiro hits a diving spin kick to the wall, and then immediately goes back up, and the wall gets up and pushes him off the top rope. Like, yeah. what? Jarrett gets thrown to the floor and grabs his guitar. Sid and the wall try to choke slam each other, so Jarrett hits Sid across the back with a guitar. The wall hits a choke slam, and the referee, like, not even looking at the pin, is just like, eh, three, that's fine. <laughs> you pinned him. I'm not on top of the fucking, like, broken guitar. Yeah, I, that, that's what kills me. Is like, you know that this broken piece of this guitar came from somewhere. Jared celebrates with both belts as we go off the air. Woo! Yeah, this was... What a Nitro for us to not watch Nitro for a month and a half again. Yeah. This match, like, te- it wasn't technically bad, but, like, this is what you're leaving everybody with for the next week. It's just a like, bad taste in everyone's mouth. Like, yeah. this is not what people came here to see. They did not want Sid to lose the belt. Well, Come he, on. Well, Sid's still a champion. Jarrett was holding up Sid's belt. Yeah, because he's facing it uncensored. Oh, okay. It's just, I, I'm going to win this. I thought it was this. for the belt. No, it's just, I'm going to win this. Oh, okay. But, yeah, no, it's just, like, didn't really put a lot of heat on Jarrett and didn't get anybody excited. So, it's just like, oh, okay, well. Cool. It didn't have... put heat on anyone, and it didn't put anyone over. So what was the point? Well, in terms of putting somebody over, I mean, they said like this is, like, this is the third time that Jared's beat Sid Vicious. <sighs> I mean, I guess. But I have no faith that he's going to do it Cleanly. when it matters. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think they've been clean wins. Oh, no. Hell yeah, no. so no. But he's a heel, so heels don't always... I don't care. Yeah. If you're going to laud that you've beaten him X number of times, then, like, do it for real. That's what heels do. They 
They just say, I beat him three times, and they ignore the uh, ignore the asterisk on that. The truth. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's it for this Nitro, though. Um, what a show. Better than two weeks ago. Yes. N- not as good as last week. Not as week. good as last week. Ratings were up, I think, just because last week. last week was good. Yeah. I think ratings are down next week. So. Yeah, shocker. It's funny. I don't know whether we're going to be super lost in a month and a half when we watch this again. Or is it just so much of nothing is going on that it'll just be, all right, it's we'll fine. We'll be fine. Just yeah. tuning right back in. Probably that one. I'm going to listen to this episode after you edit it. And I'm going to listen to it right before we record again, but we'll see. Before we get into uh, our usual ending stuff, I want to plug again that our Patreon is up. Woo! Uh, we don't know. At, at this time, we have no idea how well it's doing. Yeah, it's up for you in the listening timeline. It is not up for us in the recording yeah, timeline. Yeah, we still have to edit. Yeah, we got stuff to do. And around the time this comes out, we should have a uh, a fourth kind of review up we there should. or something. We're not sure what it's going to be yet. It but, might be um, Legends House Part 2. It might be something entirely different. Yeah, Who knows? Only one way to find out. You gotta subscribe. Yeah, or check our Twitter where we'll probably tell Twitter. you what's going on there too. Yeah, that's Sorry, true. our X. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Or our threads, or our Instagram, or our Facebook. If you want to know what's going on, X marks the spot. Ew. No, don't give Elon Musk that. Ew. <laughs> but until we get with you another one of these in, uh, in like two months. <laughs> Emily, let's go to best bit, worst bit, and MVP. So I think I'm going to defect to you for best bit first, because I still don't have one. Not for the right reasons. My best bit's the Yappa Pie strap. Really? Promo. Oh, <laughs> It's fucking no. dumb. I got some enjoyment out of it. Oh, that is not not gonna be mine. I I debated doing psychosis versus Kaz, but that was such a mess. Though yeah, the fact that the the, like the show doesn't want me to enjoy that, I'm like, fine, I won't. I did like the segment of Sid hyping up Vampiro, so I guess that can be my best bit. I don't know. This was slim fucking pickings. How about okay? My best bit will be um Dad Arn, father of WCW Arn Anderson. Emily, what's your worst bit? The dog. <laughs> Yeah, I think I got to agree whole, with you. That whole match. It was just disturbing and bad and made me upset. Yeah, I, I, it's that or it's Tank Abbott, but I think it's I think it's the dog. because The dog was more egregious. Yeah, the dog. And Emily, who is your MVP? Okay, you're not going to agree with me. I gave it to Vampiro because he's got a lot going on in this show and he had a lot going on last week too. And he's... Like the most on TV person in the company right now, so I guess I got to give it to him just for being a workhorse. Yeah, I don't really feel good about anybody I'd pick. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hitting at. You know what? It's gonna be a weird outlier. Like your mind to the wall. What? Look, he effectively killed David Flair. He's being rehabbed, and I buy him as a big deal. And he's I don't like it. Holding his own enough. He may have just taken David Flair off TV, and that's enough for me. I disagree. Because if David Flair's off TV, that means Crowbar's off TV. Oh, but we won't know for a little while. <laughs> next up, though, is not the next Nitro. It is ECW Living Dangerously ECW. 2000. We are in the final 12 months of pay-per-views for ECW, so we're going to do a little more of those now. What that means for quality of ECW, we will find out. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weirder case because the company dies because they get canceled because mostly because of Paul Haven, not necessarily the show quality right. to my knowledge. Right. It's it's money. Yeah. All their talent just evaporates because they don't get paid. To my knowledge, it's not as much of a case like WCW where the quality just really goes off the rails. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But until then, you can follow us on social media on X Threads, Instagram at Butts of the Pod and Facebook, the Butts in the Seats Podcast. Also listen to all of, all of our back catalog on Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, 
iHeartRadio, and Deezer. And like I said, if you haven't already, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, it's there for you. Yeah. Go take a look. Go see what we got going on over there. Five bucks a month. We're going to be putting out content over there all the time. All the time. Every second. Every day. Every day I wake up and there's new content. Assuming I haven't seen it since the last time there was new content. Definitely a couple times a month over there. Yes, and once we're out of wedding mode, we can definitely... Uh... Oh my god, we're going to have so much free time. Yes. October 1st is going to hit and we're going to be so relaxed. But until then, any other closing thoughts, Emily? I'm excited to not sit down and record three times a week <laughs> again. <laughs> until we see you at ECW. ECW. I'm Nick. I'm Emily. And thanks for listening to the Busted Seats Podcast. Bye.